0: Real quick, we're gonna go through the introduction to this thing kind of fast, because we got a lot of stuff. It doesn't look like a whole lot on the paper. We got a lot of stuff to cover. All right. So Romans twelve two. Everybody there? Yeah. Romans twelve two. All right. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let's pray. Father, just thank you tonight. Thank you for this, just this special honor. Lord, just thank you for all the people that are here tonight. Lord, with it spitting rain and it's cold and it's windy. But Father, they wanted to come and hear about you. They wanted to come and learn more about you. And Lord, I just pray that you give me what I stand in need of right now. Just help me say the things that need to be said. And Father, you get the the praise, not me. Put me aside. Lord, this is all about you. Lord, if you can help me tonight, just tell people what you gave me today. Lord, be with me. No, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. All right. So, if y'all don't know who I am, most of you do, I'm sure, by now. But my name is Tim Barbie. I am the campus pastor For our Fairview campus. Um, I've been out there. Good grief. You know, we just passed the six-year mark. We've been out there for six years now. Praise God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is good. January 15th was our six years. I've been a campus pastor out there for a little over two years now. Just having a great time. Having a great time. We are doing so much in the community out there. We are in the high schools. In Holly Pond and Fairview, we are in the elementary schools at Holly Pond and Fairview, and we are slowly, slowly doing what we can to help our community, to not only get the word of God out, but let them know that there's a church in the community that is for the community. So slowly, we're working towards it. God is leading. God is opening doors. Why is he opening doors? Something I want to talk about tonight. We have confidence Where do we get our confidence from? It's not self-confidence. I promise you. Self-confidence will get you in trouble. But we have confidence in the Lord himself. That he will do all things. All things, right? All right. Now, getting ready for this message tonight. I remember looking back at the day that I sat down with Dustin and Preacher. They sat down at a restaurant and they asked me if I would... Mind, taking over the campus pastor position in Fairview. And I'm going to tell you, I did everything I could to sit in the seat. Because I wanted to get up and run. I wanted to get up and praise God. But you have to be dignified sometimes at restaurants. They don't like that kind of stuff. So just the blessing that has been these past couple of years has been absolutely amazing. My wife gets to work with me now. She is our secretary that's out there. And I'm telling you, full-time ministry, it's something. There's it a lot to it. But, boy, it's a blessing. My goodness, it's a blessing. Well, you think about that. I want you to think about my story. A lot of you know where I came from. A lot of you don't know where I came from. When I moved back to Alabama, God got my attention while I was sitting in jail in Jacksonville, Florida. Got my attention like... Are you done living this life, son? I grew up in church until I was 16. We'll get into that a little bit later. Homeless man, living on the streets, addicted to whatever I get my hands on. God brought me out of that. Brought me up here. 2007, I moved up here. Just, nah, I still didn't know God. I thought I did. Didn't know him. Not at all. My 14-year-old oldest daughter invited me to church right here. Invited me to church here. She had been coming here for a couple of years. I said, "Dad, just just come to church with me." I'm like, "Yeah, you got it. Let's go to church. Woohoo!" Little did I know, God had other plans, right? So I come here, January 16th, 2008. Gave my life to Christ right here in this church. Amen. And we've been rocking on ever since. And I met a fella back 2009 that helped change my life. Changed my life. His name is Travis Sharp. Changed my life. (laughs) Introduced me to a way to help those that was me. Introduced me to a way that I could reach people that was me. That the one I used to be. Been working with Travis Mann for years. Many, many years. Now, kind of had to slow down a little bit with Unshelter because of Fairview. That's not a bad thing. It's just a little bit of a change up. But I would not give anything for those years that I learned from Travis. He has been a mentor to me. His family has mentored my family for years. I consider him probably my best friend. I mean mean that, brother. I do. I mean that. So I want you all to know I'm a misfit. I'm a screw-up. I'm not good at nothing. Not good at much of anything. Used to be just a loser who had to move back with his parents at the age of 35 years old. Had to move back in with mom and dad right after I got out of jail. So the person I said told me to let me take care of your past. Let me take care of where you came from. Let me handle that stuff that you just don't want nobody to know about. Let me handle that stuff that you think is broken in your past. Let me handle all of that love lost stuff. Let me handle your addiction problems. Let me handle your bills. Let me handle your life. Guess who that was? That was Christ himself. He said, I'm knocking. Are you ready to walk with me? And we've been walking ever since. Right now we're running pretty hard. But I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't give nothing for it in the world. Confidence. Not my confidence. I can tell you right now, I don't have a whole lot of it. But God, through God, I have all the confidence that I could ever want. That person that picked me up out of a pile of ashes, that person that picked me up and dusted me off and said, you know what, I love you. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how you've messed up. I don't care. You turn to me, we're going to get you straightened out. And I promise you, that's exactly what he's done. Now, it ain't been a bed of roses, that's for sure. Because there's some stuff we don't want to let go of. But he's going to make a way for that to happen. Amen? So he's dusted me off. He said, I love you. He said, try again. He let me know I'm not here by myself. I spent so many years by myself. So many years being in amongst of people living alone. The Lord said, you'll never be alone again. What does he say? He will never leave us nor forsake us. What does that word forsake mean? What does it mean? He will never, ever turn his back on you. Ever. You can put that in the bank, right? My dad used to say, you can put that in your pipe and smoke it. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, he might have been a little old school too. A little bit. So, Jesus is that person, y'all. Jesus, he's the one when I stumble, and I've stumbled. He's the one that has picked me up. He's the one that I have to have my confidence in. His will is better for my life than my own because I have no idea what my life needs to look like. He's got it. It's better than I could have ever imagined. Better. These past few years, I'm telling you, climbing out of a truck I was driving pretty much over the road to where I'm at now, God's good, y'all. Yeah. And if he's not good in your life right now, by the end of tonight, I want you to see that he can be. If you put him in the right spot and stop worrying about the me's, stop worrying about the eyes, stop worrying about the oh me's, and let God do it then it's going to be woo, praise God woo, he's got it we can do this we can, we can walk in high cotton I don't know if you know what that means but I'm sure brother Malcolm right there does we can walk in Christ alone my hope is found I don't have the confidence in myself to do a lot of things but I do know where I find the confidence to do what God is asking me to do there's a song it says in Christ alone my hope is found he is my light my strength, my solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm, when fears are stilled, when striving cease, my comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. All day long, right there, when you're having problems, give them to Him. Brings to our message tonight, we all deal with some kind of lack, or lack of insecurity, A lack of inadequacy. A lack of feeling like we fit in somewhere. And you could be three-piece suit all day long, but you're going to feel somewhere in your life that you're inadequate. Somewhere, I don't care who you are, I don't care, somewhere there's going to be something inside of you that's always gnawing. It's always in your head. It's always trying to break you down. It's always there. A lack of self-image. The feelings of inadequacy, insecurity, there are people who see better in you than what you see in yourself. God, for sure, sees better in you than you see in yourself, always. Now, for me, there's times, man, when I can get just the weirdest look from somebody, just the weirdest look, and I'm thinking, there's something in my nose? I mean, I know my beard's crazy, but really, what, what's my, my clothes messed up? What does that start? That starts that voice in the back of my head, boy. It'll start it up, something on my face, my hair sticking up, right? Something has to be wrong with me for them to look at me that way. What about an awkward moment when you're trying to tell somebody your story and they don't want to hear it? They're looking at you like you're speaking Chinese, man. It's like they don't understand why you're excited. They don't understand why. Why? You're wanting to tell them about this God that they're just like, eh, spiritualism. Well, I think I found out a new word. It's called pantheist. I've been dealing with a lot of people that believe that God is in everything, He created everything. Love is everywhere. No, man, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says God is love for sure, but He's a just God, He's a righteous God, He's a holy God. He's not in the trees. He's not in the trees. He's not in the flowers. He's not in the bushes. He is a holy God. Right? So, that awkward moment when people are looking at you like, just hurry up and get through what you got to say. Just remember, they're not telling you no. They're telling Christ no. There's a lot of times we get caught up in that, and we let that voice in the back of our head start gnawing at us, like, "You, what are you doing this? You shouldn't be doing this anyway. You know better. Matter of fact, homeless guy. Why are you telling anybody else there's a better way in this life anyway? Yeah. I, I'm telling you. But man, when you get those that are like, Woo, yeah, I know Christ. Come on. Man, we'll have church. I've had church many times at the VA. Many, many times. I'm talking nurses and stuff down there will absolutely start preaching and praising and hallelujahs. Many times. But you get that one. At the end of the day, it's like, whatever. It's like, well, what am I doing wrong? What how can this what, what's going on? It'll get in your head. What about those when you're at a restaurant? And you walk in and somebody's like, hey! You're like, hey. They're like, no, not you. The one behind you. Hey. <laughs> you're like, what? What do you mean? Come on now. You know? And then that voice in the oh my goodness. I wonder how many people saw you act like an idiot right there? How many people saw you? Like waving at nobody because nobody likes you. Nobody wants to talk to you. Nobody. See what I'm saying, right? I know it's happened to more than just me. I know it has. It'll make your insecurities rise up. Then that voice in your head, man, it starts going, starts going, and it keeps going. What about when you start comparing your kids to other kids? What about you start comparing your kids' grades to other kids' grades? Sports, how good or bad they are. What about when you start comparing yourself to your neighbor? What about when you start comparing yourself that's supposed to be praying for you, but everything you're praying for, they get? That's rough. It's rough. But you know what? We support them. Why? Confidence in God. Because His timing is better than ours. All of this is about God. Y'all, we have to get it right. What are we missing? What are we missing? We have to take this, set it aside, and let him be the one out front. We have to take a back seat. We have to be the one to say, Lord, I don't want to drive. I'm just riding with you. You tell me where we got to go, and let's do it. Instead, we're going to be like, whoo, nope, Lord. I'm driving right now. You can't, right? Mm It ain't going to happen that way. So mm, what about when your kids pop off of something? Any little kids, and I know every parent has had this fun problem. In the middle of a, in the middle of a store, there's a kid, it's that kid, we all got that one kid that says something, and you're like, oh, stop saying that. Stop, and then the wrong person walks by. And you're just like, I don't even know that kid anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I don't... Lord, I, I hate it for your mom and dad, but whew, they ought to be ashamed. How many times? And Fairview, I know your kids. I know it's happened. I know it's happened. So how many times have we had that? But really, every single person lacks confidence somewhere in their life. Would you agree? Somewhere in your life. I mean, you can take it. To the point of being a people pleaser. Always making sure people like them. Always trying to say the right thing. Do the right thing. Act the right way. Dress the right, the right way. All because they want to stay in your good graces. All because they want you to, boy, you're doing such a good job. Right. right? What about the fishers? Fishers, the ones who are always fishing for compliment. Always. They're always, whoo, look at what I did. Whoo, look at me. Mm, Boy, don't this look good. Or Boy, did you see my new car? Man, what about this new suit? Looks good, right? Now, what about the one-uppers? And everybody knows what I mean when I say one-uppers. They've always got it better. They've got a better deal. They've got a better car. They know better people. They know better than you could ever come up to, right? right? What does that do for your confidence? That'll wear you out pretty good, won't it? It will. It's like, man, I can never catch a break. I can never... I mean, what does it do, y'all? It robs us. It robs us of the life that God has created for us. It robs us in here. We let people live here rent-free all the time. We shouldn't. The only one that should be there is the Lord himself. But we got those voices. Those, my, my dad from my past, I promise you, can hear it today. I won't say, I can't say what he says here, but back in the day when I was growing up, my dad was a pretty rough guy. Do not be standing in front of the refrigerator looking for something to eat or trying to get something to drink because something was coming around the corner. I'm just saying. Those kind of things stick in your mind. Those kind of things form who you become. But what does the Bible say? Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. God will renew your mind. God will give you those tools that you need to do what you need, when you need it, how you need it. But it will not happen if we are slowly like, whoo, this sin over here, Lord. You don't worry about that. Whoo, don't worry about this part right here. We're slowly building stack by stack a wall in between us and the Lord. And there's going to be a point where you can't hear him no more. It's like, well, I guess he turned his back on me now. I've finally done it. Not realizing we're the ones. We are the ones. Saw a Facebook post a long time ago. It says we can be a thousand steps from the Lord, but it only takes one to go back to it. One. Right? Confidence, y'all. Where's your confidence tonight? Is your confidence in people? Is confidence in your, your husband, your wife? Are you living through your kids, looking for confidence? Are you looking for a pat on the back? Or are we spending our life doing what God has called us to do? Simple as that. Simple as that. I mean, there's, it's not hard until you get to the meat and bones of it. Then it gets pretty tough. Because, you know, there's times I want to be kicked back in the recliner watching TV and probably something I shouldn't be watching. There's times I want to be at home in the bed instead of going to the hospital and visiting with people that are sick or going to somebody that just lost their mom or going to somebody that, you know what I'm saying? So we have to think about what we're doing, y'all. It robs us from the life that God has created. That will lead you to believe when you tell yourself, what's the point? You tell yourself, I'm not good enough. Matter of fact, I personally have... Not went for jobs because people are going to be better at it than I am. They're going to do it better than I can. They'll do a better interview than me. How about this? I'm not going to get sober today because tomorrow I'm going to mess it up. Tomorrow I'm just going to I'm I'm going to mess it up. No matter what I keep trying to do, I'm just going to get wasted tomorrow. So I'm not good enough. What's the point? It's not a way to live. It's not a way to survive. How do we keep from doing things like that? We have to keep doing what we know God wants best for us. We have to keep our mind focused on Him, not on ourselves. Brother Malcolm's been talking about this for months now. And I'm praying, I mean, every one of y'all are in here tonight. Everyone is at Fairview tonight. You're watching online. Where are you at? Where's your confidence at? Every Christian should know exactly where you stand. Every Christian in here should know, because I know y'all are the power crowd, you're here on a Wednesday night, but where are you standing? Where's your confidence? Where are you looking to get your confidence from? Where? Is it any of the things I've looked at so far? If i got more. Let's keep going. Self-image. Self-image is the idea you have about your abilities, your appearance, your personality self-worth is the opinion you have about yourself and the value you place on yourself self-esteem is having confidence in your worth and abilities it's self-respect think about that especially that last one self-esteem do you respect yourself well let me ask you this when things go wrong Are you the ones automatically kicking yourself harder than anybody else could ever think of in this world? Are you the ones that's like, man, I just messed that up. I just, I can't do it again. There was a time, okay, Lord. There was a time in New Orleans where it was probably one of the last times we went down to New Orleans as unsheltered. And I absolutely had to correct somebody that was acting a fool, just acting crazy. And that ate me up for two whole days. Finally, Travis had to get a hold of me and said, stop getting your confidence from other people. Get your confidence from the Lord. Simple as that. People are going to act foolish. That's what people do. If you were in the right trying to correct the wrong, rock on. It's when we put ourselves in that self-image, in that self-worth, that self-esteem. That's when we mess up. We'll mess it up every single time. Why do we struggle so much with our identity, y'all? Why? It's because Satan wants us to second guess ourselves and God's design for us. Plain and simple. It sounds so easy from up here, right? But you get out there, it'll rock your world. It'll turn you upside down. It sounds so simple. Well, yeah, Satan's just out to get us, and the Lord wants better for us. If that was it, well, I'm done. Let's go home. That ain't it. That's not all of it. He wants us to stay confused. He wants us to stay lied to. He wants us to stay anxiety-ridden. He wants us to stay depressed. He wants us to stay angry at each other. He wants us... To put us first, because I'm going to get mine before somebody else gets theirs. Think about that. Day in and day out. All you got to do is go to Walmart, if you don't believe me. Go to Walmart and try to get in line somewhere, and there's a longer line somewhere else. They're coming right over here to you. And if they can, they're going to squeeze right on in and not say a word. I'm just saying, that's the world we live in, right? That's the world we live in. So we don't need more self-confidence, y'all. We need to replace those lies that the devil is trying to tell us with the truth from the word of the Lord. That's what we need. And everything that we do, it has to be found in this right here. If it cannot be found here, stop it. It's that easy. Stop it. Because if we don't, what kind of legacy are you leaving your kids? What are you teaching your kids to do as they grow up? And you're like, this is me on Sunday, Wednesday nights. There's singing's going on. Woo! Praise God, I'm a Christian. But Wednesday, Sunday, every other day, I'm going to be hell on wheels. You better look out because I'm coming after you. Right? As a parent, as a father who had a father that was one of them. And there's times I have found myself in the same boat. Anger. Bitterness, right? Depression. All of it comes out in our worst times when we're tired. We've been working hard all day long trying to come home, do a little bit of peace and quiet. And the house is upside down. The people are fighting and fussing and arguing. and You want to just choke them all and throw them out in the yard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got four. I understand. I understand. But we can't do that legally. Just say it. What people don't know, whatever. So, <clears throat> I'm, yes, I said it, yes. All right. So how does the devil go about doing all of this stuff? How does he get in our minds? How does he get in our lives? How does he get into doing everything that we're doing? Hello? This little deal right here. There are... If No, that's a conspiracy theory. I'm not going there. <clears throat> TVs are a reason, they're, they're, there's a reason they're so, so uh, I saw an article the other day, there's a reason they're like 300 bucks for a 75-inch TV. And it's a conspiracy theory, I know it is, but it's because the government wants to be in your house everywhere. Is that true? I don't know. I'm just happy to get a $300 75-inch TV, but <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> whatever, right? Look, we need to do more with our self-confidence and that's replacing the lies of the devil with the truth. Right? We need to cultivate God. We need to cultivate Him slowly. How do you raise a garden? And I promise you, if you ask Brother Malcolm about raising a squash, he's got a really good story for you. Yeah, half of y'all know what it is. Cultivate. You can't run outside the next day and expect something to be up this high. you got to cultivate the Word of God in you. The Bible calls it Sanctification. Sanctification from the time you get saved on through your life, God is changing you. God is getting those things out of you. And I promise you, there is a God-sized chisel on those things that we're stubborn about and we don't want to let go of. He's going to chink right off of you in a way that He gets it. Not us. He gets it. How do I know this? I've been there. Slowly cultivate God's confidence. We don't need self-confidence. We need to find a way to live a life with a sense of holy boldness. Boldness. Why do we do that? Because if I place confidence in myself, I'm placing confidence in a deceitful heart that is lying to me all the time. You hear it all the time. Brother Malcolm says, the heart is just wanting what it wants. That's a lie. Matthew 26, 40, 41. And he cometh unto the disciples... And findeth them asleep, and saith unto them, and saith unto Peter, What could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Right? Why, why do we put confidence in a weak flesh? Self-confidence. All the time, knowing we have the same weakness. Why? Romans 7, 14 through 20. And I can barely read it, so y'all bear with me. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that is good. Now, then it is no more that I do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, and that is my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the <laughs> whoo, for the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that... I do. Now if I do that what it? it now if I do that, I would not. it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Paul is telling us right there, what a soul under sin mean means under the law, because the law is spiritual. God is spiritual, right? The old man that we used to be is not spiritual at all. That is sin. What does it want to do all the time? It wants to rebel against God all the time. We have to fight day in and day out to keep that old man at bay, to keep that flesh at bay, to let God shine through. It's a fight. That's where it starts getting hard, y'all. It's a fight. Are you fighting? Are you fighting? Or are you succumbing to, I'm just going to fly by the seat of my pants and maybe it's going to work out? What are we doing? I really want y'all to think about it. What are we doing? Where's your heart? Where's your mind? Where's your TV channel? What about when you get in the car? Where's your radio station? What about on your phone and your Pandora and your Spotify's? What are you listening to? If God was to look at your phone right now, would he be embarrassed at your history? That's how we should be living, y'all. That's how we should be living because he's there in everything that we're doing, in everything. So now you're imagining what are you taking God through with you? Something to think about. Psalm 57 7. Y'all, <laughs> mm. my heart is fixed. Oh God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. We need to be doing that because things happen when you sing. Things happen when you give praise. Things happen, man, when you get excited and you get the God bumps going on. That's the Holy Spirit going, woo. I'm just saying. And if you ain't got that, we need to pray. We need to pray because that's, um, anyway. All right, so how can we do this? You have to remember who God is and who he says you are. Tonight, I want to give you three thoughts, three truths. Three truths, and and I know it's kind of a short thing, but it's tough. Why is it tough? This is my life on paper. Every time I am standing right here, and I've done it just a few times over this year, every time I'm standing right here, I am giving to you the things that I've had to learn. I'm giving to you the things I've had to learn the hard way. And if you don't believe me, ask that man, sitting right over there. Because there was a time when God got a hold of me down in New Orleans and wouldn't turn me loose. And that was, that was when things started really changing in my life. When I really, really understood what surrender was to the Lord. When I really understood. Like, I mean, t- sermon after sermon after sermon. Travis just looking at me like, man, I hate it for you. <laughs> it was rough. But God had to get my attention. He had to get my attention. We have to remember who you are. Whose you are. You have to remember... The lies that we believe about ourselves are lies. They're lies. Somewhere along the line, we believe the deception. Somewhere along the line, we have believed the lie that we have been telling ourselves for over the years. What happens when you do something wrong? I'm going to tell you what happens to me. I'm the first one to beat me up and down the wall. The first one. Nobody else has to say a word to me. I know I messed up. And it could be something little. And I'm, I'm still beating myself up, right? Let's look at Romans 12:2 again. And be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We believe the Bible, y'all? Do we believe the Bible? Do we? What is that saying right there? You'll get a renewed mind. For His perfect will, if you allow Him. If you allow Him. My question tonight is is all the way through this thing, where's your confidence? Is it coming from you or is it coming from the Lord? Is it coming from your neighbor when you're looking for the pat on the back? Is it coming from God knowing one day you're going to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. What are you looking for? Where's your future? Fairview? Where's your future? What are y'all looking to? How's it looking? How's it looking? So this first point, my God is always for me. He's always for me. He's always for you. Romans 8, 31 through 33. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Growing up, I was in church till about 16 years old. Then I stopped going to church. I stopped. I got a job. I was going to high school. I was having fun with my friends. Church. I don't need church. Church is a bunch of, bunch of crazy people in church. I don't need no part of that. Right? But I always had the idea of God standing right here. Just waiting for me. Go ahead. Just, I dare you. Go ahead. Ready to throw a lightning bolt at me. If anything goes wrong in my life, that's God. He's just trying to tell me I'm doing something wrong. Meh, whatever. Trying to punish me for something. Hopefully... This is my thinking. He's going to realize one day, just leave me alone. I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. How'd that work out for you, Tim? Not so good. Not so good at all. So just do what I wanted to do. Do what's going to make me happy. Do whatever and don't worry about the rest. That sound like the world today? Sounds just like the world today. Just do what's going to make me happy. That breaks my heart when I hear people say that. Just going to do whatever my heart wants me to do because I want whatever my heart wants. That breaks my heart, y'all. breaks my heart because you know the road. I know the road that they're going down is the one I just got off of. It's nothing good. Let me ask you something. When your kids are acting crazy, do you love them anyway? When your kids, man... They're doing something just absolutely great, and you're so proud of them. You're not waiting to say, hurry up and mess up so I can punish you. Hurry up and mess up so I can just smite you. No. We want to delight in our kids. How do you think God thinks of us? He wants to delight in us. Not out there trying to say, oh, hurry up. So I got, I got to uh, hurry up. No. Man, he's proud of us. He wants to be in our lives. Closer than a brother, right? Where are we? Where are we? Are you just waiting for the built up anticipation of, well, just as soon as I can go to heaven, everything's going to be okay? That's the wrong kind of thinking. That's, That's what we call some stinking thinking. We don't want that. No, we need to be a light. And you hear Brother Malcolm say it all the time where does the light shine brightest? Right here, right? We are the lights. You know, you're the only Christ people see. You are in a world, yeah, everybody knows about God, everybody has their ideas about God, but you are the only Christ people see. What are they seeing? Are they seeing the Netflix stuff with you? Matter of fact, are they borrowing your Netflix account so they can watch whatever with you? Just saying. How's that history on your phone looking? (laughs) Y'all, we want our kids to grow up in their freedom, right? We want our kids to grow up with a freer spirit and not be bogged down like a lot of us was growing up. We don't want to give them that baggage. We don't want to give them. And a lot of times we go from this all the way over to here, and it's way too much. It's way too much. But we want them to grow up knowing God. We want them to grow up knowing there is a God. We want them to have a sense of steadiness, right? Like be even, because I've been this all my life, don't want that. Be even, still waters, still waters run deep, right? We want to give them in depth. We want to give them just a knowledge of God that they can stand on for the rest of their lives. The knowledge of God is not him standing at the edge of heaven waiting to strike you down. We shouldn't be doing that. We shouldn't. Please help me help your kids by teaching them the word of God. The correct, divided word of God. It is not what Mama taught us. It's not what Papa said. They said that to scare you. It's not true. Find out the truth, y'all. We have to know. We have to know. We want them to grow up. We want them to grow up, being the ones taking our place one day, right? I want to see my kids doing this. I want to see my kids taking care of other kids. I want to see my kids back there operating a sound booth. I want to see my kids taking up the banner when we can't hold it up no more. That's what we should be doing. Where's your confidence? Where's your confidence? Have you ever noticed people are drawn to people that have that kind of confidence? They ain't got to say much of nothing, but you know they're steadfast in God. They know exactly who Jesus is, and you're just like, man, they're a little bit different. I want to go hang out with them a little bit. Like, maybe some of that will rub off on me or something, but they're a little bit different. They're pretty cool. Are we being that? Or are we just looking at other people for that? What are we doing? going to go one step further going to say, are you centered in Christ? it's great to have the Bible in your lap, y'all. It's great to have it. It's great to read it. But if you don't apply it, what are we doing? What are we doing? Wasting time. Absolutely. Where's your confidence? Why all of this? Why am I doing all of this? I know a lot of people are asking, "What, what are you talking about, man? You're kind of rambling. You're right. I might be rambling a little bit. But I want you to know where your confidence comes from. It does not come from people. Does not come from your neighbor, your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, your wife, your daughter, your kid, your cat, your dogs. Comes from none of that. Comes from the Lord. He's the only one. We have to remember the Lord. That's what's going to make people say, "There's something different about that guy." There's something different. Man, he's kind of steady. When things are going crazy, he's just kind of he's okay. Most everybody else is running around like like chickens with their head cut off. But he's, there's something different about him. I wonder what that is. What is it? It is right here. It is the Lord himself. Romans 8, 31. If God is for us, who can be against us? Right? Y'all, for me, it's not a question. That's a statement. It's just a statement. Right? If God's for us, well, hey, if he's for me, let's truck on. Let's keep going forward. I don't want to back up. I've had enough backing up in my life. No. Let's keep going forward. Does it look busy all the time? Absolutely. Do I get to do everything I want to do? Nope. But guess what? God gets the glory for whatever is going on. Every bit of it. So who gets the glory for it? Not me. The good Lord. Right? If my God is for me, He is cheering me on. He is thinking, I'm actually pretty special. Think about that. Yeah, a lot of people don't even think, well, yeah, maybe... Maybe God does think I'm a little special. And I don't mean special ed, I mean special in a good way. All right? In a good way. Who cares if, he's, if, if anybody comes against you? And if you've got God on your side, what does it matter? Who cares what they think at Walmart? Who cares what they think in a restaurant? Who cares what they think three pews over? Who cares? If you have God in your life where He needs to be, who cares? confidence. Where's it coming from? God is encouraging every single one of us. He's saying, keep going. You can do it. Come on. You're almost to the finish. Keep on trucking. Come on. Let's go. You're doing a great job. Come on. Instead of sitting there going, hurry up and mess up so I can get you. He's not that. He's not that. And there's a long time y'all, where I thought he was that. He's not that. My son, my youngest son, he played football when he was probably about eight years old, about eight years old. He started playing football, played for one season, wasn't for him, which is fine. My wife, a lot of you know my wife, probably know my wife more than you know me. She's, uh, she's from Maine, she's a little different. She may not know a whole lot about football, and especially back then, well, he's 17 now, so that's been a long time ago, uh, didn't have a clue of what offensive line was. Didn't know what a defensive line was. Barely even knew what a football was. I'm just saying. But let that boy get on the line. Let that boy get out there, full pads, and him getting after somebody to tackle him. She's like, woo, go get him. Woo, that's right. Go tackle him. Go after the ball. Hurry up. Hold the line. What do you think God's doing for you? We hoop and we holler. Alabama does something. Auburn does something for a few of you. Florida might do something. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I figured I'd get a reaction right there, and I did. Good. Uh, but think about it. We hoop and we holler and we act dumb. Dumb. Looking like idiots out there, hooping and hollering, woo! How come we're not doing that for each other? How come we're not doing that? Man, you got a new car? Boy, that, whoa, ain't God good? Man, you got a new job. You're making four more dollars an hour than I'm making. Woo! That's awesome. But what do we do? We're like, whatever, punk. And we walk away from them. We shouldn't be doing that. Right? But we do it. Right? If you're not doing it out your mouth, you're doing it in your head. Right? How do I know? Because I've done it. I promise you. But remember, God's sitting there. He's on the sideline. Cheer you want. He's your cheerleader. Right? Your God is not sitting on the edge of heaven waiting for you to fail. He is sitting on the edge of heaven clapping you on. Or we live in that. Where do you get your confidence from? Where do you get your confidence from? Right now, that's who He is. Right now, and this is coming from an old homeless guy, old drug addict. Right now, my confidence comes from the one and only God. The one and only. And if I can stand here with the confidence and not completely fall apart like I want to, it's got to be God. I promise you. Got to be God. Now, don't throw away what Hebrews said. Hebrews, in chapter 10, the author said, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which faith greatly recompense of reward. It says, don't throw it away. Don't throw away your confidence. Don't throw away your trust in the Lord. Remember what that great reward will bring you. That one day when you walk into heaven and you hear, well done, well done, it's going to be worth all the stuff we had to deal with here. Amen? What about reconciling a marriage? What about (laughs) reconciling that relationship with your parents? What about trying to get out from under a mountain of debt? What about trying just to follow him closer? God is for you. God is with you. He will never leave you, and He will never forsake forsake you. He's always with you. The question is, are you with Him? In everything that we do, we have to believe that that very thing. Every Christian should always live out the approval of God that He has already given you. Already. All the time we're like, well, hopefully it's good enough. You know it's good enough if you're giving your best. But if you're asking those kind of questions... Are you giving your best, or are you just trying to make it through by the seat of your pants, and that's going to catch up with you and bite you in the butt, in the back end? Excuse me. Yeah, boy. All right, number two, (laughs) my God always helps me. He always helps me. Let your conversation, this is Hebrews 13, 5, and 6. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. That means boldly. What does that boldly word mean? Confident. Confident. Let's bring it on, world. Because you know what? I got somebody with me bigger than you bring it on because i ain't got to do it he's gonna do it where's your confidence he says that he will never leave you or forsake you i told you already forsake just means he's simply never gonna turn his back on you now we're gonna get dumb sometimes we'll do something and he's like i'm not about all that so we're gonna have to back up gonna have to repent what does repentance mean means never doing that again okay leave that alone and we're going with the lord right that's repentance. Feeling sorry about getting caught for something is nothing more than feeling sorry. Where do we stand? Where do we stand? Just remember, what God has done before in your life, He will do it again. He promised to do it again, right? Where do you stand? Where do you stand? I stand about nine minutes, so I need to hurry up. All right. He will help you in whatever struggle that you have Remember, what God has done, he will do again. That doesn't mean that a marriage that you've been trying to get restored for a long time, and you've got a friend, that their marriage is actually going really good. It doesn't mean he's not going to do that in your life. It just means it's not right now. If somebody else wins a lottery or gets a whole big check from the IRS, like that would ever happen, but a whole big sum of money, right? And you're praying, Lord, help me meet my bills. Don't be upset because they won something or they got something. Celebrate with them. Celebrate. Because we need to do a heart check. If we can't do that, what's here? Bitterness starts. The root of bitterness grows all kinds of nasty stuff. Don't let bitterness stand in between you and your confidence in the Lord. Don't do it. So, what about the family member that doesn't know Christ? A family member that you're praying with, that somebody's praying with you, their family members are all saved. Matter of fact, last week, the last one just got saved. They're all in a family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Absolutely. You praise God with them. Still pray for yours. Praise God with them. Where's your confidence? Because if you have self-confidence, that's going to mess with you. If you have self-confidence, it's all about me. It's not about God confidence. Having confidence in God is believing and trusting that he's going to do what He promises. Another one that we're going to be working on, I think, pretty soon. Where's your tithing? Yeah. Where's your trust? Where do you trust God at? Where do you trust Him? Do you trust Him with everything? Or just only the things that you can't handle by yourself? Or just the things that, okay, this is easy to say, Woohoo! okay, i got to pray with somebody today, but I'm you know, like $50,000 in a hole and they need some help. Well, we're not going to do that. We're just going to stay, everybody can look at me and like pat me on the back say, look good. But instead, we want God to do a blessing, but we're not trusting him with the things that he needs to do the blessing with. Where are we? Where's your confidence? Psalm 46, 1 and 2. Now, this one, it's one of my favorites. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. His presence is the help. Wherever He is, His presence is, His glory is. We're going to know it. We're going to know it. He is an ever-present help all the time. His presence will change you. If you find yourself in a situation where you just don't know what to do, that's the time to pray. That's the time you invite God into your situation. That is the time you use that confidence of the Lord to say, I can't, but Father God, you can. In everything that we do, everything. That's how I got out of a tent in Florida and able to stand here tonight in front of you. That confidence. Knowing that through me, I'm a screw up. I, everything I've ever touched turns, and I'm not good at much of nothing. But the Lord sees fit to put me exactly where I'm at. The Lord sees fit to be able to do something with my life that I never could. Where's your confidence? Where's your confidence, y'all? This world is not getting any easier. It's not getting any better. I want y'all to know this third point. Third point. My God always helps me. He always helps me. It's not going to do it in my time because I want it done right now. We've been kind of spoiled to the right now stuff. Let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. God says, no, you need to wait. Then I'll move. What are we doing to waiting? Besides, wringing our hands, sweating, endless nights, taking tums like crazy, and just, Lord, I don't know what you're going to do, but you need to hurry up and do it quick. Instead of relaxing and saying, Lord, I just want to see you do it. Because when you do it, you're going to do it good. You're going to do it big. You're going to get the praise out of it. So I don't have to do nothing. You let God handle it. When you can get that kind of trust, God will do stuff with your life. He will do stuff with your life. His presence is the help, like I said. He's still working on us, right? He is still working on me. He's still working on you. Philippians 1, six, God who began a perfect work in you, not just me, not them, not they, not those, you, personal, bring it home. I'm talking to you in this room, to the one who thinks nobody ever talks to you. To the one who thinks, if I didn't show up tonight, nobody would care. I've been that guy. That's wrong. It's wrong. Why is it wrong? There's more people in here care about you than you'll ever know. You'll ever know. Online, you're watching from home. You think, my presence there don't mean nothing. You're wrong. We are supposed to help each other. How are we going to help each other if you are not here? How are we going to help each other? How can we get in the presence of the Lord together? Because there is something special, y'all, about praying with somebody in the moment. Not praying for somebody when I get home, because I promise you, my mind's not good as it used to be. I'm going to forget. But let's pray together at that same point in time. That's how we can see mountains moved. That's how we can see healings happen. And I'm going, like, oh, healings. Yeah, God's still in the healing business. I promise you. Every day. Every day. But I promise you, he's still working on us. So let me, church, let me ask you this. Have you really started out your day thinking, man, it's going to be a good day? I had 5 o'clock. I got up this morning, did a great Bible study, praying to the Lord. Man, he's answered me and everything. I'm going to my car. I got the best cup of coffee I've had in a long time. Get in my car, start going to work, and lose my religion 15 times before I get there. Uh-huh. I used to drive trucks. truck. I know how y'all drive. I know people slamming on, on the brakes in front of you. You're like, oh, my goodness, right? 80,000 pounds behind you. And you're like, I just hope I don't make them a wet spot in the road. Uh-huh. Brother Willie? Yes, sir. Think about this. What about that big truck that's on your bumper because they can't pass you and you're going too slow for them? It happens all the time. Don't ask me why. I just, I know. <clears throat> it happens all the time what about that one turning without a turn signal that wants to go three lanes over and you've got all these people mad and confused and don't know what's going on that's all before you get five minutes from your house have you been in Coleman lately come out here at 7 o'clock, 7.30 in the morning and see what it's like not what it used to be not what it used to be at all then you walk into the front door and you're like I'm here Okay. be glad I'm here somebody has the audacity to say good morning what's wrong with you people no it's not a good morning I almost died three times what are you talking about no no how about going through drive through in the morning I am very partial to McDonald's chicken McGriddles with cheese and some hash browns Amen. yes sir yes <laughs> sir I know, Hunter, I know exactly where, yes, sir. Then come to find out when you drive away because you're late for work, because of all these people that have turned in front of you and slammed on the brakes and you didn't bother looking in the bag, you get to work and you got a bowl of oatmeal. No, it just messes my whole day up, my whole day. Not only that, they gave me unsweet tea. I'm just saying, see, y'all have been there. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm talking about. Those little things stack up. How's your attitude when you get to work? Where's your confidence? My God is still working on me. My God is still working on me. In Philippians 1.6, I want to get to this one before we go. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. What does that mean, y'all? God will not quit on you. He will not get frustrated with you. He's going to just cheerlead you on if you're, if you're living right, if you're living the way he wants you to live, if you're living every day to please him. He's going to cheer you right on, or he will chasten you right out. Think about it. How you you living your life today? Where's your confidence tonight? Is he still working on you? Are you ready to give up? And I'm still talking to the one in here that thinks, he's not talking to me, I'm talking straight to you. At home, fair of you, straight to you. How's your confidence tonight? Where do you stand? You still have that nagging habit that you're trying to quit, that you've been trying to quit for 15 years, and one day God will just take it away from me. Maybe he wants you to kind of help him out in the process might be a little bit. And I'm, again, I've been there, y'all. I, I, try, I had to give up all kinds of stuff when I got saved. But just remember, when God's done with you, you'll go on to heaven. You're still here. We have a job to do. We're still here. We need to be the light of the world. We're still here. You need to be praying with people. You're still here. You need to be sharing your story. You're still here. You should be talking to people about God everywhere you go. You're still here. Nobody should have a question at all if you're a Christian or not. Are you a Christian tonight? Do you have the boldness? Do you have the confidence? Do you have the wherewithal to know that the Lord is the only one that can do anything? It's not you. It's not it's not anybody else in this room. Nobody. I don't care what your bank account says. I don't care what car you drive. I don't care if you got a beard. I don't care if you're straight shaven. I don't care if you're bald, you got hair, you got no hair, it don't matter. God is the only one that can do anything. Now, if we get that, y'all, it's going to be good. It's going to be gooder than good, right? My dad would say it's gooder than snuff and not half as dusty. So, all right, with that, I've got a whole bunch more stuff, but I'm sure y'all ready to go home. All right? So y'all stand with me real quick. Stand with me. I want you to do something. And in Fairview, I want you to do the same thing. I want you to raise your hand right now if you've ever had to deal with any part of the things that I said tonight. All over the room. Everybody. Y'all, where's your confidence? Is it in the Lord? Is it in yourself? Is it the stupid thing here Uh or that stupid thing there? (laughs) Sorry about that. I didn't break it. I didn't break it, Mike. We're good. All right. Where's your confidence?